Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now. I have episode 62 of the podcast that was originally recorded on March 16th of 2015. I started off with What I'm Playing Now. I talked about some of the Dungeons & Dragons Dice Masters I've been playing lately. Also some Pathfinder Adventure card game Skull & Shackles, Ali Ali 2, Alchemists, Elite Dangerous, Heroes of the Storm, and Galaxy Trucker. And of course, I end the episode with a few games I want to play now, like City Skyline and Mage Wars. Enjoy the episode. Good evening, gamers, and welcome to another episode of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. My name is Joe Luzzi, and we are on episode 62 of the podcast. Thanks for joining me tonight. You can find me on the internets at many different places. You can send me an email, let me know what you're playing. You can send that email to whatimplayingnow at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop the G like I always say. You can follow me on Facebook. Just do a search on Facebook for what I'm playing now. We have a Google Plus page, which is plus.google.com slash the plus sign what I'm playing now podcast. And of course, last but not least, our Twitch page, which is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now, which I was thinking about turning on this evening because I have a little box behind me that's waiting to be opened that's going to go along with our first story of things that I'm playing for the week. And that is Dungeons & Dragons Dice Masters Battle for Run. I have one more gravity feed behind me sitting right now. I've already opened up one. It appears that out of the two boxes that I've purchased, I will not be getting a full set out of, as out of my first gravity feed, I only got one super rare. So I'm hoping to get two super rares out of this next box, and then I will only need one super rare to finish off the set, and hopefully I can trade off a bunch of rares for that super rare but we'll have to wait and see about that but we're going to talk about dice masters here for the first part of the show since i did make it i didn't make it to my my normal dice master tuesday organized play but over the weekend uh, after dungeons and dragons did come out and was released on saturday we actually had a draft for dungeons and dragons and while it was really fun to play the dnd with the dnd cards i had a lot of time a lot of fun with it i think this is probably going to be my favorite set so far out of all of the sets that have been released. I did skip Yu-Gi-Oh! as I really just wasn't into the whole theme of Yu-Gi-Oh! I've never really been a huge Yu-Gi-Oh! fan, so I had some other games that I wanted to purchase the month that Yu-Gi-Oh! came out, so I put my money into other games. But I did come back for Dungeons & Dragons, and I am glad I did. One of the first things we noticed when opening up some of the cards for Dungeons & Dragons, after I, I got my hands on, on, on my starter set and opened them up, it really felt to me like the cardstock is a little different. It actually seems like it's a little thicker cardstock, and everybody kind of agreed with me. I will say that the dice for the Dungeons & Dragons set do look amazing. There are so many great dice in this set. I, I haven't memorized them all yet. I'm starting to recognize quite a few of them, though, after opening one Gravity Feed. And I will have to talk about which die will be my favorite. Uh, maybe I'll pick out my top five die dice maybe for the next set or for the next podcast. Uh, but as of right now, I'm not really too sure which one is my favorite. I kind of do like the Human Paladin. I like the color of that and the, the way that that look goes. But let's jump back to the draft that we did on Saturday. It was it was fun. We did play several cards incorrectly. There were a few things that we weren't able to find in the instructions, like what an adventurer is. So let me give a PSA out to everybody real quick. Before you start playing the Dungeons & Dragons Dice Masters, Go out to the Dice Masters website, go to their D&D page for Dice Masters, 
and download and print out, do whatever you want, have it on your mobile device, and just get the updated instructions for the game, as there are several things that are updated in the PDF on their website that were not listed and were not detailed in the actual instruction manual. Those things may help you out greatly, um, because we kind of sat there, we were just looking at each other, I came up with, to me an adventurer would be somebody who could gain experience, luckily I was right with that, because then when we found that in the rules later, um, when we looked on the PDF, it appears that that is correct. Also be careful with the dragons, we were playing with dragons completely wrong, we were um, using their breath attack weapon whenever we liked. They, the dragon actually has to attack to use their breath weapon. So that was something we got a little wrong. We had made quite a few mistakes while we were playing this, but I think everybody still enjoyed it. We all still had a good time. And I will say, this is, this is by far my favorite set so far. This definitely beats AVX. This definitely beats Uncanny for me. I have always been a huge Dungeons & Dragons fan. The The way the, the cards look, the way the art on the cards is amazing. Like I said earlier, the dice look amazing. And I just can't wait to get into the set more and just play hopefully some D&D for the next couple of weeks before we start mixing this in with some of the superheroes, which is just going to be, I think, completely insane. And then I think we also have DC possibly coming out in April. It's, I'm, I'm not really too sure about DC. I really want DC. I really like a lot of the DC characters. But considering I just dropped quite a bit of money on the D&D set, I'm not really too pleased that there's going to be sets coming out maybe within a month of each other. I'm hoping that WizKids kind of gets their stuff together and can maybe space this stuff out a little bit, like a little better. At maybe a set once a quarter to me would be fine. I don't really know if I need any more sets than that. And if they continue to pump out sets this quickly... It's DC may possibly be the last set that I pick up because I'm not really too sure I'm going to continue pumping this much money into the game just because they're putting out new sets every couple of months. So I think they just need to slow down a little bit. I'm still enjoying the game. I think D&D is going to renew quite a bit of interest in it for me. So we'll be talking about D&D more in the upcoming weeks once I play it a little bit more and definitely get more familiar with it. So we're going to jump on to my weekly Pathfinder game that I play. So we were, we're doing the organized play. We're doing Skull and Shackles. We're finishing up the second adventure set right now. I'm playing Valendron. I am playing the sorcerer. He's a male elf sorcerer. And I was able to get through two scenarios this week with the help of one of the guys that plays with our group. Uh, it seems everybody else had different things going on. I had missed the past couple of weeks, so I was a couple of scenarios behind. Luckily, the two of us, he was able to help me get caught up. I did get some very good... I, I got some pretty cool equipment for my character. I got a new spell. I think a, like a level, like a spell from um, Adventure Deck 2. I also got a, a power upgrade. And the power upgrade that I took was the ability to basically recharge a spell. And then I can reduce combat damage dealt to me by two. And considering I have not become proficient with light armor... And I had that as a choice. I thought basically using a spell maybe to reduce combat damage to me by two, I thought would be a little bit better than just having a chance of maybe pulling a piece of armor out of my deck, considering I don't have any armor cards currently in my deck. Uh, so I went with that as, as my power. I also was able to upgrade my cards. And the card that I went with was a spell. So I'm now able to have five cards, five spell cards in my deck. I think, it's, I think my character is turning out really cool. So the first scenario that we had gone through this weekend, I think I have it here in front of me. Let me make sure this is the right one. Yes, we went through 0-2-C. We went through Revenge of the Fishfolk. This is a pretty interesting one because when you go to fight Krellort, who is the villain in this one, 
Whenever you find him, he basically goes to the bottom of the deck. And that's, that makes it interesting because you pretty much have to um, fight through a whole deck then. And luckily, we had plenty of cards left, more than enough time to complete this. We were able to find the henchmen in the other decks nice and early, and we were able to defeat this one very easily. Luckily, I did have my Pathfinder t-shirt on while I was playing, because in each scenario that we played, there was one time when I needed to roll something very good, and I didn't. And I basically looked at Kevin, the guy was, who was helping me through the scenarios and playing along with me, and I said, I am using my t-shirt reroll right here. And he just started laughing both times I did it because they were at the best times I, I could use them. And it really pretty much saved our necks um, both times when I did it. So the other adventure that we went through this scenario was 02D, which was Who Rules Hell Harbor. And before we had started this one, I had looked at Kevin and I said, you know, I think it's really cool the way this Pathfinder Adventure card game really lets you feel like you're leveling your character up. You really get a sense of accomplishment after each of the scenarios by being able to change, swap cards out of your deck and upgrade your cards by being, by being able to take some of the different power and card abilities. And it's amazing how just changing a few things around in your deck of cards, how it can really make you feel that much more powerful than you did, um, during the first couple of scenarios. So we got to the zero two D, the who rules hell harbor. And the trick with this one is every time you run into a monster character, you basically have to fight a ship. And this was just completely insane because I was, I'm playing the sorcerer. He's playing a cleric. Neither of us was really had our decks really well equipped to be able to handle what was being thrown at us having to fight ships each time. There was a lot of wisdom rolls that needed to be rolled against and it was just it was this i will say this was probably one of the harder ones that we went up against we we did finish it successfully the first time which i was extremely stoked about and luckily i had the one item that actually really came in handy and let me roll an extra d8 the tricorder um i think is what it was called that let me roll an extra d8 for a lot of the wisdom checks which really came in handy i was able to recharge that when we were on the same location so my my partner that was fighting with me, he was able to use it a couple of times. And luckily, we were able to get it back out into play almost immediately. I guess I got some good shuffles in there and honestly was not stacking the deck. But it was that was just a card that definitely saved us. So we had a really good time playing Pathfinder on Sunday. Next week, I think we should be back to our normal party of six of us. And we will be starting the third scenario set. And I will be adding those cards into my box probably this weekend as i don't have the third card set added into the added into the base set yet kind of looking forward to that kind of looking forward to see some of the new monsters that we're going to be fighting and just what the the third scenario is going to bring so far the first two i will say for this season of shackles has been pretty fun and pretty exciting all right and then the next thing that i played this week we're going to jump over to some video games real quick uh, one of the free games this month for playstation um, I think I was able to get it on, crap, I think PS3, PS4, Vita. I think it was basically a cross-buy game, so I was able to get it on all of the systems. Was Ali Ali 2, and I had previously talked about Ali Ali, which is basically a skateboarding game. It's a 2D skateboarding game, and it basically has to do a lot with timing. And a lot of the Tony Hawk games back in the day were basically a lot to do with timing. You'll use the joystick to basically make your character jump up. The way you flick the stick as you're kind of going up in the air, he'll do different things. The way you can turn the stick. When you go to land, if you're going to do a grind, you'll have to 
pull down on the left stick, I think it is. If you want to land on the ground, you're going to have to hit X right before the ground. And it's it, it all has to be pretty much just timed perfectly for you to not get a sloppy landing or something like that. And I have been playing the hell out of this game on my Vita. I think this type of game is a perfect type of game for the Vita. And I, while I was sick, I was just playing the heck out of this game. I just really couldn't put it down. And I was really happy it was one of the free games that I actually had to... That kind of just got me through my sickness the past week when I was when I was feeling quite under the weather, we'll say. Um, but if you have not checked out Ali Ali, check out Ali Ali 2 Welcome to Hollywood is what it's called. Um, I think the graphics, they actually did a little bit of an update on the graphics. It, it looks like it's just a little cleaner as far as the look, go, look goes. Um, it still has kind of like a 2D older style look to it. It's definitely not something that's like super high def or anything. or It's not like they took Tony Hawk and made it completely you know, brand new or anything, but I really like the look of this game. I think the feel of the skateboarding is is pretty spot on. I think they do a pretty good job of it. Uh, some of the different goals that you have to reach for some of the different levels are, are rather tricky, I will say. Uh, I don't think you can actually finish some of these levels in one try because some of the different items that you actually need to pick up appear to be on different levels of the board, we'll say. So there could be one on top of the on top of a building and one possibly below on the ground. I don't think you can do this in one run. I'd actually like to maybe do a little bit of research and actually see if there is a way to do some of these in one run. Because if so, it would really impress me because I have never come close to even finishing all of the different goals on a level in my on my first run. It definitely takes me multiple runs before I'm actually getting comfortable with a level and basically picking up all of the different items that need to be picked up. So, But definitely check out Ali Ali 2. I really like the game. If you have PlayStation Plus, it's free. You can't go wrong with it. So let me know what you guys think of it. All right, we're going to jump back to some board games here. For my normal Thursday group meetup, several of us got together and we played Alchemists. I had talked about Alchemists a couple weeks ago. It's a board game by uh, Matus Kotri, and this is his first game, I believe. It's a game for two to four players. You can find it out on the Geek. Just do a search for Alchemists. And you're basically an alchemist, and what you're trying to do is you're trying to put different different items, like Mandrake, Root, Scorpion, Tail, and different sorts of items like that, and basically create potions with them to figure out what makes that potion up. Kind of like playing an alchemist. This was really my first full game that I played of alchemists. I had played one before where I was trying to do a solo game and learn it myself. I was quite comfortable with playing on Thursday. I was a little unsure on the debunking still part of the game, but once we read through the rules a little bit before playing, and a couple of us talked about it, uh, we, we pretty much were, were kind of comfortable with what we were doing. And I think the hardest part I had with the whole game was just the whole deduction part and just trying to figure out what some of the different items were and and, and just figuring out when you when you make a, a type of potion, I understood how you can mark it off on your sheet. And if you actually have the game, one of the things that one of the guys had brought that had the game besides me, because I had brought my copy, but one of the other guys had brought his copy, and we'd actually played with his, um, he had actually gone out to Board Game Geek, and somebody has actually made up a printout of the sheets that you use to mark off. He printed these out and went to Office Max or one of the places and had them, had them laminated. And then we just used the dry erase pens. And I will say that that is probably definitely the way to go with this. That's something I need to look at doing. So this way you're not going through that pad of paper too quick. Because I can see if this game's going to hit the table for you quite often. You could probably go through that pad of paper, I'm guessing possibly pretty quick. 
But I have a feeling I'm going to be talking about this game probably for a couple more weeks because I'm still, I still have a lot to learn about the game. So I'm not going to go into too much more about it other than so far I'm liking it. It's very difficult. I don't want to say it's a super heavy game. It's, it does have a really good worker, worker placement um, component to the game. But I think the deduction part of the game is where I just need to kind of sit down and figure out when I'm mixing different potions and I maybe get a potion that's a neutral potion, how I really mark that down and what that really means to me. And I that's the one thing that really just hasn't clicked with me in this game yet. And I think the one guy said it finally clicked with him when we were towards the end of the game. So maybe this coming Thursday when I think we're going to play it again, maybe he can go over that stuff with me one more time and I can actually get a good grasp on that finally and become a little bit more comfortable with it and then be able to talk about the game a little bit more in the next couple of weeks. All right, we're going to jump back into some video games. One of the games I picked up and treated myself with over the weekend was a little game called Elite Dangerous. If you're not familiar with Elite, Elite was a game that was originally released, oh boy, I think maybe back on the PC DOS days. I had played it quite extensively on my Commodore 64 back in the day. It is basically a flight game where you're going between different worlds and doing different, um, selling different items and purchasing items from one region, selling them to another. You're going to get into some space combat. And I had been wanting Elite Dangerous for a while. It was released back in December of 2014 last year. And I had just not picked it up. And I said, what the heck? I was looking at a couple of games over the weekend. And there were, there's one game I want to talk about in the one, what I want to play now section of the show that I'll discuss a little bit. But one of the other games was that I was possibly going to pick up was Sid Meier's Starship. And after reading a lot of the reviews and hearing a couple of different things of it, I was like, okay, I'm not going to waste my 15 bucks on that game. I am just going to just go all in and let's just get Elite Dangerous. So I picked up Elite Dangerous. I'm using an Xbox 360 controller. I'm still going through quite a few of the tutorial missions. I am not that far into the game. I actually spent quite a bit of time getting voice attack to work as well as getting the bind the bindings to work for the 360 controller as well as installing the H HCS voice pack I think I picked up as well for Elite which had a bunch of commands already built into it so using voice attack I will say I haven't done too much with voice recognition outside of my phone before with a video game and I will say that voice attack kicks ass it is one of the coolest things that I have gotten to play around with lately and I am so kind of glad I did that and I'm going to be talking probably about Elite Dangerous probably for the next couple of weeks as well as I get a little bit more into that game. Like I said, I'm just through the tutorials right now, learning to do some flight, learning to do some combat. And I this game has a little bit of a learning curve to it. It definitely looks like learning to fly is going to take some time and learning all the different nuances about combat will definitely keep me busy probably for the next couple of weeks. So that was Elite Dangerous. Check that one out. I have the link to Giant Bombs right up on that game. And one of the other things that a friend of mine sent me this week, which I was very excited about, it's a game that I've been wanting to play for a while. It's called Heroes of the Storm. It is put out by Blizzard. It's basically going to be Blizzard's, I believe, free MOBA that they're going to be releasing. I think it's still in beta. Uh, my buddy was able to get four or five keys, I think enough keys for a whole team, so he sent it out to me and a couple other friends that we have and that we normally play games with. So hopefully this week or this weekend possibly we're going to be able to all get together. Last weekend we kind of just missed each other and we weren't able to be online at the same time. I actually went through uh, most of the tutorial. I think I did all of the tutorial and I am to the part where I could basically start playing. It is definitely a much easier to play Dota 2 
since I've played Dota 2 some in the past. It definitely seems, since you don't have the stores to deal with, as far as purchasing a lot of the different items that you have within the game, pretty much the things you need to concentrate on are different skill-ups that you can purchase, or not even purchase, that you will obtain, I guess, through the game, through the, through leveling up. That's pretty much what you have to concentrate on and probably learn some of the different ideas and different tricks as far as what kind of goes together and maybe how to... I don't know if you can min-max your character through this skill setup or not. I haven't gotten too much into this game either, and I'm still learning quite a bit of it. I think it is definitely a lot easier than Dota 2, considering you don't have to worry about the last kill as much. In Dota 2, if you're not familiar with that, when you're attacking a lot of the creeps that come down and are coming towards your characters and your, like, your, your side of the board, if you get the last kill, you actually get um, more experience and I think a drop of gold for that. I don't know if you get more XP or not. I know you get um, the more more gold. And it doesn't look like this has that, that Heroes of the Storm has like that last hit mechanic in it, like um, Dota 2. And I don't, I think League of Legends might have that as well. I played the beta for League of Legends and it's been so many years, I don't even remember anymore. And I, because I never really got into that one as much. But in Dota 2, it does have that mechanic. And this one doesn't seem to have it from what I've noticed so far. So that makes it a little bit easier in that you're not really having to time your attacks as much. You can kind of just stand back, attack, do your special attacks throughout there. And if you're not familiar with what a MOBA is, it's a multiplayer online battle arena. This is a type of genre of a game that I've really been interested in getting into over the past couple of years. And I've only played Dota 2 some. I really haven't gotten into that too heavy. So I'm hoping if we get a couple of friends, if I can get a couple of friends playing Heroes of the Storm, we actually might play this maybe for a little while and, and get into this one a little bit. I kind of liked it. The graphics are pretty cool. And from what I can tell so far, I, I, I've enjoyed it. So there's going to be a lot of these games that I'm mentioning this week that I will be talking about in the upcoming weeks, especially since I'm just getting so newly into some of these games. And the last game I want to talk about, I usually talk about a little phone game that I usually screw around with in my downtime. And the one that's actually been keeping me busy on my phone, I purchased when I was sick. Um, one of the other little things I treated myself to when I was laying on the couch, basically feeling like um, I had been run over by a Mack truck is a game called Galaxy Trucker. Galaxy Trucker is based off of a board game of the same name. I had heard some pretty good things about the board game. I have never, I've not had a chance to play it yet. I don't think I've ever seen it played down on my Thursday night gaming group. But I'm going to have to see if somebody actually has it. Maybe they could bring it sometime. Maybe we can get one of the game, maybe get a game in. It's by Vlada Shvadal, and he's a, he's a very good game designer. And I will have to say that Galaxy Trucker, on my Android device, it seems to be a pretty good representation of what the game is. I have a really good idea and a really good feel for the game after playing through it quite a bit while I was sitting there on the couch, and I really like it so far. I've been having a lot of fun building different spaceships, doing a lot of the different missions. Basically, the game plays in that at the beginning of a round, you're trying to build your spaceship, and they give you kind of like a skeleton of a spaceship, and you're dragging these square pieces that are flipped face down over your spaceship and once you once you get it over your spaceship you'll see what type of item it is you'll have a choice of basically weapons batteries engines compartments to be able to carry different items um, compartments that can actually hold your crew you have different I, different a different location on your ship that you can put there that can actually hold an alien uh, so there's there's a lot of different variety of pieces that you can make your ship out of and you have to make sure that you can basically fulfill the mission like one of the last missions i was um, presented with was a mission to get to from from one planet to the other 
and I had to actually have 10 different items in my holding containers. So you had to make sure when I built my ship, I actually had enough 10 spots to be able to put the different contain different pieces in that I would pick up at the planets along the way. So it's a little things like that. And there's different cards. There's cards that flip over at the beginning of each turn. And that kind of basically just says what you're going to experience that turn. So it could be basically open space, which basically just means you're moving ahead. There's You can get attacked by pirates and they may come in and steal some of your crew or they can actually steal some of the goods that are on your um, ship, I think. Uh, there's, there's quite a few different cards that will get flipped over. And depending on your weapons and your, if you want to use the batteries to charge up your weapons, depending on how many weapons you have, there's just a lot of different things that can go on in the game. And so far, I'm really enjoying it. So if you have an Android device, it's on iOS as well. You can get it on iOS, iPad. Um, definitely check out Galaxy Trucker. And this is a, this is a game that I definitely want to try the board game to since the, since the actual video game does seem pretty cool. And I think that's going to be just about it for the show. We're going to end with a couple of things I want to play now, since I just discussed everything that I had played for the week. So a couple of things I want to play right now. One of the games besides Sid Meier's um, Spaceships that I was looking at, or whatever that whatever that game is called, um, that I was looking at this week, Starships, I think it is, Sid Meier's Starships. I was looking at that, and then I was also looking at Cities Skyline. I've been hearing a lot of good talk about Cities Skyline. This is based off of the Cities game. It's probably a competitor to to, to Sim City, although the last Sim City game, I don't think there you need much to compete with it. I had purchased that game and I was extremely disappointed with Sim City, let's just say. Um, but City Skyline seems to be half the price from what I can tell right now on Steam and a hell of a lot more of a game than Sim City ever was. Every pretty much review that I've heard about City Skyline so far and all the videos I've watched have been giving this game rave reviews. So this is definitely on my on the top of my list of games that I want to play. It'll probably be one of the next games I purchase, possibly next to Bloodborne. So there's going to be a fight here in the next couple of weeks as to which one gets purchased, because I believe Bloodborne comes out, I think it's next week. I think it's the 24th. So, um, and Bloodborne is something I have had my eyes on for quite a while. And I, I definitely want to get that one. The other game I'm going to be playing, I believe, on Saturday, one of the guys that I play Dice Masters with, where I was talking with one day, and we had talked about actually getting together to play Mage Wars, the board game. Mage Wars is a game that I played with my wife, oh, probably a year ago, and I haven't touched it since. And it's something I've really wanted to get back into. And he said he had it, so I said, well... Let's pull out the game. Let's each of us pull out our games this week. Let's reread through the rules since both of us have to refamiliarize ourselves with the rules. And um, we're going to be giving that a shot, a shot on Saturday. So I will probably be talking about that on the next podcast. So get ready for some talk about Mage Wars. That's going to be it. That is the end of the show. You can follow me on Twitter at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop the G. Send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. Email me at what I'm playing now at gmail.com. On Facebook, just do a search for what I'm playing now. Google Plus is plus.google.com slash the plus sign what I'm playing now podcast. And of course, our Twitch channel, which I may possibly light up here in a little bit. I'm going to be opening up the next box of Dice Masters here. If I can get to it tonight after I get this published, um, it may have to wait until tomorrow. We'll see. Um, but of course, our Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. Thanks for listening. Everybody have a good week. And as always, don't forget to let me know what you're playing now. We'll see you later. Bye bye.